The David and Cal Show is brought to you by Little Oven Pizza of Merced, California. Here we go. New intro. New intro. Check we're, it, guys. We're still trying it out. And you know what you should try out? Little Oven Pizza. Little Oven Pizza. They have a great local ingredients. They're a great local store. And they support us and our local project. It doesn't get better than that. And one thing I noticed, so they open at around 11 to 12, depending on the day. Yeah. But So they have a late opening time in comparison to other businesses. But I just realized that is a sign of good food. Why? Because they need time in the morning to prep their ingredients, yes. to prep the, the, to, no, to yeah, fire up sense. their ovens and everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And they specialize in a beautiful lunch mm. and a beautiful dinner. Mm. They don't do breakfast. They don't need to do breakfast. Pizza isn't a breakfast thing. It's so not, why, it's why not. do you need to worry about yourself exactly. going to Little Oven Pizza at 6 in the morning? Yeah. You know, get there so, at eleven. You get 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 you a slice. Yeah. Although, who said pizza couldn't be a breakfast item? Who's like who, who's telling me not to eat the pizza? Not I mean, you, it's nothing against culture. Oh, yeah, you know, do you know what you can eat for breakfast slice. though? A chocolate dipped apple from the chocolate dipper. That's a lot of sugar, <laughs> but we're it's, okay with that. It's still a possibility. Yes, most yes. definitely. We are also sponsored by the chocolate dipper, um, located also on Main Street. They have one location here in Merced, one in Salinas. Uh, they are a fundraising business, and they specialize in helping their community find their financial means in yes. raising money. In a delicious way. In a, in a delicious way, right. Yes. They have chocolate-dipped apples. They have other materials, dipped they got, apples. They, they, dip, they, got, they dip pretzels. They dip yeah. apples. They dip everything. You could literally bring them your kid, your newborn child. Yes. They will dip them in chocolate. No, they won't. But um, <laughs> what, what they do dip is pretzels and apples, which is more than enough, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Um, I still have yet to try the pretzels. I have tried their chocolate-dipped apples. Really good. Um, but the pretzels I have not yet tried. And I've and heard those are honestly, like, to some people, more popular. Yeah. You know the uh, the little Nutella snack goes, and it's like pretzels on one side. Oh, yeah, you like dip it in the other. Yeah, right. like same concept. Sticks, kind of. Yeah, same concept. Except better. Better. And speaking of better, we have a better company that is currently in the real estate business here in Merced. Not just the better, but the best, best company. The best. Next door real estate. And I have some big news on one of their owners, Eric Ham. He was recently uh, inducted into the Merced High School Hall of Fame. Oh, yes, for aquatics, right? Yeah. For aquatics. So if that is not evidence to say that the owners of Next Door Real Estate and Next Door Real Estate in general, if that's not enough evidence to say that they're invested in the community. Yep. Their owner has been inducted into, into our high school. The literal hall of high fame. school hall of fame. Yes. Yeah. So again, it just proves to sh- uh, proves to show their involvement in the community. Most definitely. And their presence in the community for a really long time. And yeah. it's it's those types of people who you want handling your real estate affairs. Yeah. I mean, nothing's more personal than real estate. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're in the market for buying, selling, renting a house, go look into next door real estate. Uh, professionals, they are your go-to real estate option. And I guess with that, let's, yeah, cue, let's, the music let's cue the music and get on with another episode of The Student Spotlight. Hey everybody, we are back at again with our third episode of The Student Spotlight. I'm yes. your host, David Chen. I'm your host, Cal Slatten. And today, today's been a long day, honestly, for Cal and I. We, we were we were doing a yeah. lot of things today. Yes, all Maybe, of Actually, was. never mind. Sorry, one thing, but we were doing that one thing for. Yes, but and we just stepped on we just stepped to grounds on school like what a few minutes ago. Yeah, and now we're here. So you know we've been going around. We've been, but we made time for this very special guest we have here. Yes, and special guest, right? But not new guest. Yes, a reoccurring. This person yes. is a reoccurring guest. He has been on the show before. Welcome, Andy Pena. 
Thank you, thank you. It's really an honor to see you. Yes. You guys have a special day and having you know this time set yes. apart for me. Uh-huh. No, thank you guys. Really no, yeah, appreciate no it. Well, we have the same class, three yeah. six period, and yeah. we all, you know, it, it seemed it seemed like the right moment for all of us to continue, um, you know, talk about you because last time you were on the show, you we invited you mainly because you had emphasis on wrestling and football, yeah. and and you did it on par with uh, your friend Christian. Yes. But today we just want to focus about your life we want to hear about you andy right because okay. both thank and you I, thank you both and i both cal and i uh, invited you May, one of the reasons why was because we knew that you you had such an interesting um progression not only in high school but prior to that so let's and also just... and also people like to hear from you i think uh the football wrestling episode is one of our most popular yes wow yes, yes. yes. hey yeah, got like over 150 that's a oh um, snap which you know is not a big number in comparison to the other mediums per se i guess but i think for a podcast started on school grounds yeah it's a big deal to us us. right so that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just start off since you know we know you're a sports guy and um we might as well start there because it is such a broad topic for you yeah Mm -hmm. let's nate let's 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 hear a timeline of your involvement in sports from the moment you were conceived like (laughs) like, okay the moment (laughs) did your dad toss you a soccer ball as you came out of the womb exactly you know i saw i had you know he expected me to start juggling as soon as i came out you know (laughs) no but um yeah okay so i'll start with um i would say just like as a family sport you know a hobby on the weekends just like every day if i go to the park we just play soccer with my family you know oh yeah and um it wasn't until like actual like a on a team involvement it wasn't until like flag football and that was i would say third or fourth grade mm. i played for like two or three years and then i got into basketball i really like basketball i played yes. that for about five years Ooh. and uh yeah like i don't know i just like fell in love with it and, you know i wasn't the best i wasn't you know most um i would say my advantages weren't the best well i was at a disadvantage, yeah, a disadvantage yeah, yeah you know my height yeah and i think we should mention that uh me and Andy growing up were like the two shortest people at our middle school. Yeah, like, <laughs> like in our friend group and like yeah, the whole school, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, obviously facing that disadvantage probably, you know, made sports more challenging to, to face on, right? Yeah, definitely. And like I had, you know, the, my whole outlook had to be, you know, really positive. positive. You know, I, I didn't let it get into my head. I was just like, okay, I know what I need to do. You know, I need to do this and yeah. this. And I just work on it. You know, I had a couple hoops at my house. I actually had two hoops at my house. Uh, my friend gave me one for free and I bought one. Mm-hmm. And, um. So, yeah, you know, every day I would, you know, just, like, have a mindset, you know, I can't go inside the house until I make this many free throws. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd put, like, Dude, there I, you, you know, go, a little reward system. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd put little, you know, goals upon myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, in seventh grade, I participated in the two-mile for track. Yeah. And uh, I got third place. And then in eighth grade, it was my first year of doing wrestling. And, you know, um, there was a lot of, like, friend, not really peer pressure, but, you know, encouragement, you know, try, you know, for her to just try. And, well, yeah, since then I've been in wrestling and, you know, it's just a really tough sport and it, I really believe that it shows you a lot of good things. Yeah, we, yeah. you guys wiped the floor that year, right? Eighth grade? Yeah. School, like, no, yeah. You guys uh, won, like, every single weight division, like. Yeah, and, like, in the yeah, league tournament, ridiculous. you know, we had, like, almost one um, of, like, our teammates, you know, in every weight division, you know, going for the, the finals. Podium, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and I'm sure in wrestling, um, having a small stature isn't necessarily a disadvantage now, right? No, because, not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's weight classes, and sometimes being um, on the shorter side gives you an advantage for, your, I guess, you can balance well better. Yeah. Because I, I know for me, I'm uh, sure, I guess I'm kind of like tall, but that also means I have a tall center of gravity. Yeah. So I'm like really clumsy. Like, yeah. I just trip over my own shoelaces sometimes. That's, why, that's <laughs> why you stay in the pool. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> why, that's why I'm not a land sport yes. athlete. But, um, but yeah, uh, I remember our... Uh, 
my, a PE teacher we had at middle school was his name was Mr. Questus. Oh yeah, and he was like, what, f- like four eleven? No, yeah, he's maybe one of, maybe five foot. Yeah, one of the shortest yeah. guys I have like ever met, and he said he was like a state level wrestler. Oh, we run into an issue. Uh, he said he was like a state level wrestler. I'm like wow, and that that actually was pretty enticing for me. I was this close to wrestling uh, when I got into high school because I was like. You know, if I go into football, I can just get hit by a 200-pound lineman. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah, I go into wrestling... There are no divisions in football. Yeah, no. <laughs> if I go into wrestling, I'm guaranteed to go head-to-head with someone who has the same disadvantages and advantages as me. Yeah, and Mr. Quest was like, I actually learned more about him because he is a Merced High alumni. And he actually won a world championship or beat the world uh, champion who was Russian. And uh, he wrestled, him, I believe, in Bakersfield or wow. in a, well, an Olympic, you know, uh, face-off. And he did beat him. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then uh, you did something else uh, your eighth grade year with sports, youth football, right? Yeah, my first year of uh, football. Like tackle football? Grade. Yeah, for like contact football. Uh-huh. And, well, yeah, um, I would say, you know, I had a, you know, positive outlook. You know, I knew it was going to be my first year. I knew I was going to learn. I knew it was going to be easy. You know, my first physical sport, but yeah. I actually wanted to try it out. And apparently, you know, I was a corner, which uh, for that position in football, you're like on your own. And, well, it's really like... You're basically a lot of, on defense trying to cover one guy, right? Yeah, and yeah, so it's basically on all on you if, you know, if the ball comes towards you. And well, I ended up um, apparently doing very well. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. I can tell you firsthand. <laughs> I'm a witness of Andy's reign in the youth football. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I couldn't get this tackling form down. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Trojan tackle? Trojan tackle, yeah. And Andy was the literal master at it. He would Wait, well, how, explain the Trojan tackle for... So you, you lead with your shoulder and you go for, like, the lower center of gravity. Yeah, so to... you basically just aim through the thighs and try to just go straight to the thighs. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. With, with aiming with your shoulder first. And Andy was, like, the master of it. Like, he would take down 200-pound... Like prodigy running backs, <laughs> no problem. And he was just like this little one hundred pound <laughs> yeah. kid, killing everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and our coach, like, we'd have um like um little sessions of watching film on the weekends, and oh, yeah. he would just like replay Dude. the same clip over and over, he, like, like <laughs> emphasizing the tackle. Like Andy's videos were just like we could make a statue of him like mid tackle <laughs> someone, so we could just admire it. That, yeah. That'd be like the future, tro- like instead of the Lombardi Trophy, <laughs> we'd have Andy's, Andy's Trojan tackle. Yeah, Andy's Trojan tackle. <laughs> right. Um. One thing. So uh, let's go back to the time when you said you played basketball for five years. Uh, yeah. And you said you really liked it, uh, despite you know, uh, despite not being like the best at it. Mm-hmm. Um. What made you love that sport so much? Um. I think it was a mix of different things. One, my dad just encouraged me to try new things, and well, my dad, of course. <clears throat> sorry. <coughs> oh, excuse you're good, me. You're good. Um, you know, he, he loves soccer and he still does. And, you know, he wanted me to try soccer, but, you know, he saw, I love basketball, you know, I had, you know, su- such a good time playing and as well as, um, there's a specific cousin who lives in Fresno. He played a lot of basketball and he grew really tall okay. and, you know, for my family, you know, that's yeah. not very common. <laughs> yeah, abnormal, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, you know, what? there's, you know, there's some benefits besides it, you know, just having a good time. And so, yeah, I tried it and, you know, I just enjoyed playing like every minute. There you go. Okay, so it was just like kind of like a natural gravitation sort of thing yeah. where it just clicked with you and you just ran with it. But yeah, it, I just had. But fun. when when did it when did it stop? Why why it was five it, years or that that's um I haven't really put much thought into it. Where in high school I guess wrestling I just saw more potential. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, oh, wrestling and basketball fall on each other. Yeah, they're okay. the, yeah they're in the same season. Yeah, that gotcha. makes sense. And another thing that you um, mentioned a lot of, as as we have said before on this podcast is your positive outlook. And you, yeah. know, you strike me as a very positive guy. Yeah. That's one of the qualities that, um, you know, honestly, to be quite honest, though, um, is positive outlooks 
is, I think, rather a rarity nowadays. Yeah, and that kind of it's kind of a callback. Harley said uh, we were thinking about like hacks to bring with you, like in high school, like skills to learn. Uh-huh. And Harley literally said, just be like a positive. Oh, person. Just, yeah, just be a nice guy. Or yeah, learn it, it's it's nice. so it's uncommon. There's not a lot of positive people anymore. And uh, if you have positivity, it's yeah, it can help you in life. Yeah, definitely. And well, I'm trying to think of why this is right. Why does our current yeah. high school culture kind of mitigate this positive outlook? Yeah. Um, I think it for one, it has to do with our cancel culture slash, um, y- you know how it is where we put every other person down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down a notch and all that, and sometimes in that culture, it's difficult to find a good thing about yourself and and. Um, yeah, 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 dude, I had really bad self-esteem issues yes and sorry that's the word i was trying to get self-esteem yeah, in, in middle school but you know in high school i started to like really break out of that uh but dealing with self-esteem is just yeah it's, it's a tough thing to deal with yeah and it's like it's more of like well you know it's a pretty like sensitive you know concept because everyone has their own outlook on things and it's just more of well i believe it's more of like accepting you know things and situations and moving on and growing for them not just letting you bring you down yeah, yeah, yeah. but instead you know looking how you can get past it and overcome it uh-huh. yeah yeah and but have you ever had a situation where you felt like your self-esteem was also um lowered in yeah any of the sport yeah multiple times in multiple sports you know football basketball or even wrestling um basketball of course because of my height you know yeah. there are some times when i have to rely on my ability to jump or you know just use my speed to, yeah. you know, get past opponents. In football, you know, of course, being so small and seeing such big guys, it's yeah, that, clearly intimidating. Honestly, yeah, that point is fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no, literal it's, fear. Yeah. It's really I intimidating. Got destroyed by, like, half and, the guys on the field when I played. Dude. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I believe, you know, calming myself down. And then it's, I see it as a sort of, like, mind game where you're saying, you know, you can get past it. it you know, you're going to be okay. Just do, you know, the, what you've been taught and do it right and everything's going to be fine. Right, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's whenever we talk about sport because we've talked about sports oh. on the podcast. Yeah. Pretty, I would say, is probably our most frequent topic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think positive outlook is said enough. Uh, and obviously, you know, competition and and winning and and that competitive edge is is always present. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes you also just need to enjoy yourself and 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 be be happy of where you are and and just playing the sport to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. But unfortunately, I think in some situations. It's um, it's more along the fact that you know we just don't seem to uh, enjoy ourselves in these competitive sports scenarios. Yeah, and that that isn't even uh, just in sports. Like you can see a lot of stuff, uh, competition in like the academic field, to where people will literally just like sacrifice anything fun going on in their life just to compete with the people yeah. in their class. You know what I mean? Yeah, and try to be the top of the class. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, something important I believe that I've learned from my coaches, from both uh, uh, Coach Schneider and Coach Shai is. They teach to not let the highs be too high and the lows to be too low, but remain constant and, you know, play the sport without, you know, letting the, well, extrema, you know, oh, uh, oh play, yeah, uh, yeah, affect yeah. the way yeah, you play. That's so, something that's I need to learn, too, because yeah. I, I really, I look at my uh, lows as just lows, like you're like going underground and my <laughs> yeah. highs just bring me back to neutral. So I find myself always just at a low. So uh-huh. I've always needed to to try to give myself as much positive reinforcement as possible to, yeah, to make up for good. those lows. But, you know, it's still something that's in the works, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a thing that will happen just overnight. And it's obviously something hard and, you know, you need to continuously work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do like a 180, so to speak. So your parents, um, are they both first generation uh, here in America? Um, well, my dad, yes. My mom, she was born here, but 
the majority of her life was spent in uh, Mexico. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, she came um, her final year of high school. Oh, she left a couple months to Mexico, and she returned um, senior year in high school. Okay. Um, and, and nonetheless, though, and it's kind of common to, like, all immigrated families. They all emphasize uh, education and your academics heavily because they understand that's kind of, like, the, the you know, the necessary pathway yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to succeed. Um, so, and you told us on the, when we were interviewing you earlier mm-hmm. um, that your parents place heavy influence on your academics what is that like well well, how do they emphasize academics in your household um i remember one of the first like disciplinary acts that my dad um enforced on me was um one of my first um report cards that i go back i think it was like first grade yeah um you know good scores good scores up until my writing and my writing Uh i had like the lowest score so that night he made me rewrite the alphabet you know like i felt like an endless amount of time he made me rewrite it rewrite it till the like letters were perfect yeah. oh, and wow. so, you know it goes up to like as far as that or like and things like that that made me you know put such a high emphasis on education and made me want to get you know the best grades and come out the top of my class and so on yeah i mean you've always had like one of the top work ethics of like anyone i know like, Thank I, you. I remember in middle school dude i like me and landon or a few of our other friends would just be like procrastinating on all our work and you would have everything like ready to go organized yeah i was like wow i wish i could like switch <laughs> work with you you know what i mean right thank you yeah and do you do you would you attribute this work ethic to a lot of how what your parents taught you yes yes and because um they you know they they didn't come from such um fortunate um well like a foundation yeah backgrounds and yeah exactly and so you know they really want me to they want to see me succeed they want me to go straight to college they, you know be the best that I can be without, you know, settling for any, any mediocre grades or right, goals. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's something we've never really discussed on this podcast is like the roles that parents play well, in yeah, academic life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, at least the one thing that a lot of schools and, and something that like a lot of studies have, have said repeatedly is that you can do as much as you can in school, right? Uh, oh, I think, yeah, it was like a statistic where all learning slash development Let's say it happens like 15% with teachers and in the classroom yeah. and then yeah. 85% with the parents and at home. Literally. Yeah. So if we were to invest all of our abilities to help teachers and help classrooms and, and, and to make it a beautiful environment for students to learn, you could swear. You're, you're, only, you're only adding 15% of yeah. what, what the students are fully developing and you're, you're missing this other 85% that the parents are responsible for. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge deal, right? Um, and we've seen time and time again, you know, whatever the parents emphasize is what the students will, will is what the kids will pick up. Yeah, yeah. Ra- rarely do I ever see like a student who has parents that don't really get involved in their academic life put a lot of emphasis on, on their academics. academic life. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely like, I mean, if your parents are put a lot of emphasis on school, you're you're gonna care about school. It's, it's I think it's just as simple as that. So if I I really I have so much appreciation and uh, I I just admire people who can develop that work ethic while not having parents who really put an emphasis on oh, yeah, definitely. education. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's not like we're saying in general, like, oh, parents are like completely at fault. No, right. It's, it's at the end of the, at the end of the day yeah. of any day of any situation, your prospect, your destiny, if you want to call it that your future, your outlook is at the end, is at the end determined by you and your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, just from, just from listening to your story so far, I mean, it, it seems like you have reached a really good balance of your own personal drive and Thank also you. the support of your parents, yeah. um, of, to, to continue. So with that being said, 
I'm just curious of what you think your future is looking like so far. Do oh. you have any idea of of what that might look like? Yeah. Um, and is sports going to continue to play play a part in it? Um, as of now, I don't think sports will. I mean, I'll forever like maintain what I've learned from sports, like you know, in my head and in my heart, because yeah. you know it's shown me. Um, I feel like especially uh, wrestling, especially, has shown me such a like hard drive uh-huh. to no matter like how hard you're getting beat down, but to continue pushing, to con- continue, you know, going because at the end, um, one thing that Coach Schneider does say is you control your destiny. So you can't let, you know, something bring you down so hard. But as of like my future, um, right now, one of my biggest uh, like topics that I want to like, you know, get down is what I want to major in and what career I want to go down. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is like yeah. the big question of the freaking century, I guess. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Something are, are there any topics that, or are there any themes slash slash subjects that kind of catch your interest right now? I think a big one is computer science, and well, it is a very broad like subject. Whether I go into like computer engineering, programming, software development, yeah. um, a certain branch, I still haven't found the specific one, but I think it's down that road. Okay. Yeah, and I guess we should mention uh, like the influence your uh, parents have had on. Where, what you want to do when you're older. Right? Your yeah. parents are both entrepreneurs, correct? Yeah, they are. Yeah, and has that has that influenced you at all? Have you put thought into like starting your own business? or? I feel that they have in- influenced me in the sense where well, my dad has a magazine company yeah. and a lot of his, uh, his work is now um, online. Yeah. And so I, you know, my whole outlook is, you know, how I can help my dad, how I can work with computers and not only help my oh, my dad. Oh, but wow, yeah, be adaptable. and Yeah, and yeah. maybe even start my own business in some way. Uh-huh. So you are still open to the idea of becoming a business owner and yeah, becoming yeah. an entrepreneur. I'm so, yeah, I'm so Yeah, that's that. super cool. For me, like, um, the idea of entrepreneurship is super cool, but I'm always scared of the idea, right? I don't know yeah. if, like, anyone yeah. else shows this outlook, but, like, the, the idea that you're out there prospecting on your own with the full risk of going bankrupt or, yeah. or, yeah. or the full risk of completely like flopping on your yeah, I've business heard, idea. I've heard stories of people working 17 hour days, just trying to get their company to like do things right. And you're literally losing money as you're doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mean? a scary idea. It's scary. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. so many things that can, you know, happen wrong. You know, there's so many what ifs, but yeah, you just, you know, yeah, I think you just got to, you know, stick to it. And if you really believe in it, then I think you can't get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure, especially with entrepreneurship, it rewards those who persist. Yeah. Right? So, um, so yeah, I, I guess that's like the key to the key to such a field that has so much risk yeah. is that you have to look past those risks and continue it. So like for someone for me, I can probably see myself as an unsuccessful businessman because I am looking at those risks yeah. and being fearful of them. Uh-huh. And that could potentially ruin my outlook for a successful business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, one thing that I want to mention is that, well, I think Cal mentioned it super quickly, is that whatever your parents do, sometimes it uh, it influences what you want to do. Yeah. I have a theory against that. I think that you generally, it's like, you know what a niche is? Yeah. It, it, like in biology where, like, you know, certain animals live in certain niches and habitats and all mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. I think it's like that in families as well. Same thing with siblings. Um, your parents hold like a niche. And for instance, like my parents are engineers and my older brother's in computer science. For me, <laughs> I want to be something other than an engineer or a computer oh, scientist. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I already have figures that I look up to who are already in these um, subjects yeah. slash scenarios. And I want to fill in my own space, right, in my family. Okay. Um, so that's my theory because I'm thinking like all I I don't know of anyone who has siblings 
who work in the same field as they do. Yeah, I actually I agree with that. Um, yeah. Well, I know a lot of uh, I, I know a lot of people who will continue to go in the medical field. There'll be like generations. Of people. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think medicine and lawyers are slightly different. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Some yeah. of the some of the like the higher skilled and a lot of it is like a cultural thing with that too not even just like like there, there's some people who believe that like either go into medicine or you go into law and those are the yeah. only thing, two things you do it's not even necessarily what your parents are doing but it's just like you just got to do it's just what you have to do right right and it's a, it's a dangerous outlook as well to to be so tunnel visioned on just yeah two. it's like so limited i mean yeah you're i mean look at me dude my, my dad i mean my mom was a teacher my dad's in culinary and i'm gonna literally ship off to hawaii and do an internship for, for, for film yeah for film and media yeah. production so uh, i think i think yeah. like that, that that represents the niche pretty well and i don't know i think if it's if it's like the fact where multiple family members are in this in the same family like are in the same job i think it actually like i don't know i don't think it's that beneficial because you want diversity in a in a family environment right yeah, where yeah. Every, people are doing different things you can learn um, a lot from that. i'm sure yeah, exceptions could be in like doctors lawyers and even entrepreneurs because just because two people are entrepreneurs doesn't mean they're doing the same job no, 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 no yeah 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 no, yeah Entrepreneurs are a very, it's very so broad, broad term. Probably the most <laughs> yeah. broad term you could yeah, apply yeah. to a job. Yeah, so it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, hey, we're both entrepreneurs in the same family. We're doing the same job. Not even close. No, yeah. Right? I'm yeah. sure you, and both no, your parents are completely different. Right? No, yeah, like my mom, she has her own like life transformation. It's a whole like process and like that's a whole separate business from my dad and his magazine company. Uh-huh. Wait, and what, what does your mom do? She's a life trainer, and she has oh. her own like yeah, she has wow. her own like place where she holds these life transformations. And yo, that, her, is, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah, and that so that's you know that's so been great. a huge influence on me. And wow, like, and so she, I'm assuming she probably offers you some great advice. Yeah, too. no, realized. oh yeah, all every day, every day. You know, wow. there's something new, videos, books, all sorts. Dude, that's of That's like the things. most helpful job your mom can have is literally <laughs> being a life coach. Dude, yeah, yeah. imagine you having a life coach at your side <laughs> every single day. That's awesome. Yeah. No, are there, yeah. Do you know of anything specific that you learned from her, like? I, I would say one of the like most like a topic that is like followed me and yeah and it's a reoccurring and every day it's something is this idea of quantum uh quantum transformation Whoa. and so yeah that goes I mean, that goes down to a specific science of the atom and how like when you view electrons they're yeah, basically you can't even see them right, because yeah, like right. they're everywhere yeah and almost at the um everywhere at any time yeah exactly and so that goes like beyond into us since we are like 70 percent um energy like an atom yeah yeah. energy uh is it 30 percent mass 70 percent energy well i think it's i think it's like space right yeah well most of it is empty space um but so like it goes down to like the whole like foundation of an atom and like how it is and so basically since an atom is that almost all energy then technically we are too because we're all made of atoms and so it's harnessing that energy harnessing that ability to be what you want when you want just like an electron and huh. so yeah wow and it's really it's that is a, really that is complex a concept yeah yeah so um and that's what your mother preaches like in terms of well, yeah part of her platform i guess yeah and you know there's so many different things and lessons and you know just things that she teaches me and it's you know it's been such an amazing help and she's been doing that for the past seven years eight mm-hmm. years i think that is awesome wow. so yeah do you think your positive outlook has some influence or has been influenced by by her teachings as well yeah big time big time oh, yeah and because both of my, um, my dad is a certified trainer as well just that you know his, his focus is on the magazine okay. and so you know they're both you know doing the same thing helping me and i don't know i just like i can't put it in words like how much of help they've you know 
pin for me. Yeah, you seem to appreciate your parents. Like, yeah, another crazy. level. Yeah. Yeah. Any others? I'm just really curious now because it's so cool to have like a reference to a life coach. But yeah. Do, yeah. do you have any other specific lessons that that you can remember um, that your parents have given? Um, I mean, there's just so many. There is one where, like, being sick. I mean, I mean, you know, that's pretty relevant, especially in the school. You know, right, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm I was sick. sick. For, well, yeah, I was we did a podcast about sickness. Yeah, because yeah, I was so, sick a few days ago. Yeah. When I don't, I'm not sure it's um, so much as a lesson, but more of like a way of. Um, sort of as a way of being is you can, you know, be what you want without like, well, without like worrying about anything else. Like if you don't want to be sick, don't be sick. And it's simple as it's sort of, you know, many people um, consider it like the placebo, but I believe it's more than just, you know, it's placebo, like a mindset kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, so, well, yeah. Well, why does the placebo work? It's because yeah. you're thinking of exactly, yourself. Exactly. And there's been, there's um, this doctor, his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm. He wrote a book on it. I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but um, I haven't um, completely finished the book and he has shown the scientific research that he's done and um, the trials that he's um, not really trials, but more of like experiments, or? experiments that he's okay. done with people who are sick and, you know, showing, well, like a controlled experiment versus someone that aren't infected. And it has been proven that, you know, if you put your mind to it, if you really like, if you really concentrate, you know, you can do it. Yeah. yeah my, it, my dad is like a firm believer in I, anytime I'm sick. Manifestation. Right? He's just exactly. Says, Tell yourself that you're not sick. Like literally uh -huh. you're not sick. You're not sick. Yeah. And anytime he, like he just treats me like I'm not sick. And then he, I mean, obviously I'm treating myself. I'm not just like going out and running a mile, <laughs> Yeah. but he's like, he's like really just mind over matter and just exactly. Yeah. yeah actually, that's another, yeah. That, um, sorry. David. No, no, go ahead. Um, that's another thing. Um, another thing that I've taught me is you can't just say it and then, you know, it'll happen. Like, you know, and it kind of ties into religion where people say, you know, God, you know, he's the answer. He's going to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you can't, it's not just that, you know, um, something that they have taught me is when you have a goal. You know, you envision your goal. You envision envision yourself already being that. Let's say I want to be a doctor. Um, I see myself as a doctor in my office or, you know, whatever I'm doing. And then the next thing I'm going to do is what am I going to do to get there? You know, what's my right. first action going to be, you know? Think big, act small. Oh, yeah. Dude, this has been a reoccurring theme now. But, yeah, we always say on the show something. I think it was you who first mentioned Yes, it, yes, yes. Where it was like think – yes, think big, act small, where you so, can yeah. envision – which that that final goal, but you still yeah. act small, take take it one step at a time, and, and yeah, you know, you just persistent action, like you're saying, you know, being persistent, um, action, but every day, you know, as a doctor, you know, how yeah. well, how am I gonna act? And that's how you start acting and Absolutely. behaving. Yes, yes, yeah, it's yeah. Been very philosophical. Uh, uh, honestly, <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah. And oh man, I was gonna say something about the fact that like, um, the mindset oh right right um mr mr a on our campus yeah no i actually talked to him you i have talked oh, yeah. Sure, right cool yeah, okay, he, yeah you know he's in a um you know he's watched videos too and yeah i, I you know he's really into that as well can he go like super saiyan Isn't well that well things? one thing that he talked about like once where like he had a bruise or something yeah and he was just like you know what go away bruise yeah and he, and he says and, it one and, and, yeah, and the bruise and, goes you know, away there's a science behind that of actually like controlling your body and um my tip my parents have you know um shown me they can do it and you know many other examples there's actually um a very elderly lady i don't remember where she was from i believe she was british yeah. who had cancer you know mm. she had a tumor and just through medit meditation she was able to get rid of it and just like you know telling your body not just telling yourself but you know the cells in your body you know what to do how to function the way you know a normal you know like a homeostasis would yeah and just you know 
getting rid of it. Right, right. Yeah. That mindset. Wow. That is super cool. We need Mr. A on here. As no, well, yeah, we do. Yeah, that just, I forgot he was here. He's like the most motivational person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah. no, Mr. A is He, he tells cool. people he has an actual like superpower. Like he focuses we're, and he, like, yeah, he enters like, a state of like, like he's actually an actual superhero. Yeah, it, he calls him Logan. And Logan, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like he a, just like harnesses like all his energy and yeah uh yeah that's super cool and i guess in a way uh for our listeners um get a life coach no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) maybe 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 uh, maybe higher yeah andy's mom (laughs) yeah yeah, um, you want to plug anything (laughs) um i would say um maybe just looking into that quantum transformation i believe that's a really helpful subject yeah and also learn from andy's story i would say to have a positive outlook despite your physical stature, yeah. despite your perhaps um, psychological state, yep. um, but to have a positive outlook on whatever that you do. And I'm sure you end up enjoy it much like how Andy has done. And yeah. also excel at it as you are doing now as well. Um, Thank you. And I'm sure and right now is the, in the straight middle of the wrestling season. Yeah. So um, good luck to you on that right yes. now. Thank yes. you. Um, Thank you. Really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I hope you have a good season there. And I guess with that, uh, that wraps up about how much time we have today for our episode. Yes, Andy, always good to have you on. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, 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 such yeah, an yeah. honor. We appreciate you here. here as well. And I guess with that, let's just uh, let's just see the audience in a future episode. Um, <laughs> the student spotlight. The student spotlight. We'll see ya. <laughs>